We used to be good friends, but that's all come to an end. So we have a topic that I think many of us have experienced at one point or another, the blurred lines and boundaries when it comes to friendships with the opposite sex. And so with that little foreshadow for you, let's welcome our guest for today, Arthur. Thank you for joining us, Arthur. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. And I want to point out that I reached out to Arthur to be on this podcast because I saw he made a YouTube video sharing his friendship breakup story. So I'm curious, Arthur, before we get into the actual story, why did you decide to make a YouTube video about it? Besides my platform, I really have never seen someone just open up about a friendship breakup. So what made you decide to do that? Well, you know, honestly, I thought to myself that it was kind of time to just really be done with the situation in a sense. Mm-hmm. And I felt like making the video was kind of like my way of being done with it, but also to kind of give people an insight as to what you should do going through that situation. You know, like you said, the lines between friendship and more, just all that can get really confusing at times. Mm-hmm. So I just felt like giving my own personal experience would kind of help people, you know, no matter male or female, whoever is in a situation kind of go through and process everything. So. Mm-hmm. so it seems like we definitely have the same like you know perception of everything as far as it just helps people to share the stories and everything and I think we realize like a lot of us have been to this, through the same situations we just don't talk about it oh yeah definitely <laughs> so I'm excited that I think we can do the same thing for you here it's just kind of give an objective way to talk about the story and hopefully not only of course being done with it yourself once we talk about it but hopefully giving some other people mm-hmm. some maybe insight and tips and tricks of how to go through their own friendship breakup especially dealing with this topic yeah. Perfect. So I know the friend is Courtney. So we'll now turn switch gears and get into it. Why don't you just tell us about how you and Courtney were before the friendship breakup? You know, what was the dynamic? How close y'all were? How you met? Just go into that for us and we'll just get started. So me and Courtney met probably like three, four years ago. Um, basically a workplace friend. We were just kind of new to the environment and everything. And you know, I was, I was obviously on the little bit older side. It was kind of my first time just really coming into that environment. And she was coming out of a different environment into, you know, this specific workplace. But, you know, we were still very kind of newish, but I did have a lot of, I guess, maturity on her, if that makes sense. So after a while, uh, I guess fate just kind of brought us together. You know, we just kind of discovered like, oh, you know, we like the same kind of things mm-hmm. and everything like that. And sure enough, the first time we ever hung out, we actually uh, went to the movie theater and we went to go see, um, I think it was Avengers, no, it was Avengers uh, Infinity War, not uh, Endgame, but we, we did go to see that one too, but mm-hmm. the first movie we ever saw together was uh, Infinity War. Okay. And it was kind of from that moment on, you know, the friendship mainly became something that was surrounded by like pop culture media mm-hmm. and then as years went on we got a little bit more emotionally attached and stuff so mm-hmm. okay and so were you all like hanging out all the time then like it does that like how it developed and obviously you said like workplace you were automatically around each other but even outside of the workplace you go like tagged at the hip type of situation always <laughs> hanging out like how was that with you two so it honestly did take a while for that to kind of I guess, develop into like mm-hmm. what I would consider a real friendship because like I said, like at the time we didn't have like a maturity gap. Mm-hmm. So I guess for her personally, she only really saw me as a situational friend. So it's like mm-hmm. situation being that, oh, 
whenever I want to go to the movies, I can just hit this guy up or whatever. Mm-hmm. In, in a way, I did kind of feel used. Mm-hmm. You know? But it was one of those things where I guess I kind of put it in my head, like, okay, this person's a good person. They're, they can be a good friend. I know they're kind of on the you know, more immature side. Mm-hmm. So I'm just trying to follow through with this. And maybe, you know, after a while, this person will see, you know, like, hey, like, I'm not just some situational friend. Like, I'm actually you know, somebody yeah. that mm-hmm. for you and stuff, so. Yeah, and I definitely want to now go into the of breakup, but I'm definitely going to want to have to tap into just the overall topic of situational friends. I really like that word that you use. So why don't you go ahead and tell us how did you and Courtney stop being friends? <laughs> so it is actually a long story, but for the sake of uh, time constraints, I'll try to. You're good. Yeah. I mean, audience likes the details, so go ahead. You're fine. Well, okay. Well, kind of, um, taking what I basically just said with the whole situational friend thing. Mm-hmm. Um, that whole kind of mentality really caused me to start pursuing like this person in a way that I won't necessarily say was relationship way, but it was still like me doing more than I felt like I had to do. Mm-hmm. So a lot of that did kind of correspond to us spending more time with each other. And obviously when you spend time with someone that you really care about and you really vibe with, you know, feelings do get involved. Mm-hmm. So, crazily enough, we've actually had like four friendship breakups. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, but the fourth one definitely is probably like the last one because we haven't talked to each other in years. Mm-hmm. But uh, the first friendship breakup we had, um, it was actually just me coming out of me like, "Hey, look at really, you know, have feelings for you and stuff." You know, according to kind of like, you know, I'm not really dealing with that. So, bye. That was uh, one. Mm-hmm. Um, then we ended up getting cool again, whatever. And same thing happened the second time. So that was basically two times in a row, like me telling her, oh, hey, I have feelings for you. Mm-hmm. And she just kind of like, oh, okay, bye. You know, throw up the deuces Chris Brown way. <laughs> right. And then let me see. So after the second time, we had a discussion. And I just told her, I was like, look, like, I really like you as a person. Um, you know, I really just want to be like friends with you and stuff. Mm-hmm. So from that moment on, it was nice. It, it was really, it was. I think she kind of understood where I was coming from now. Now that she kind of got to know me more, mm-hmm. and so it was that summer up into I guess I'll say yeah that summer throughout the fall up into spring of like 2019-2020, where we had like the little period of just getting to know each other really mm-hmm. well. And it was it was really crazy because after a while, it started to become very obvious that things might have a potential to be toxic. Mm. And what I mean by that is there were times where she would actually yell at me, get irritable if I wasn't like giving her attention or something. Mm. And there's actually a point where she actually went to go visit, uh, I'm guessing like a significant other or friend. And I didn't... Uh, I wasn't like replying to her or whatever because one, you know, I'm thinking, oh, she's been preoccupied with this other person. Right. You know, I gotta take care of my own stuff because I've been giving my time and effort to this person. Mm-hmm. So crazily enough, that, um, that same week, Saturday, I actually got a phone call and she just straight up cussed me out <laughs> because okay. I didn't. Yeah, she. Yeah, because I didn't reply to her timely or something. I guess. Mm-hmm. So that joint, like, she came back or whatever. We talked about it. Um, I didn't really like the discussion that was had, so I decided to really just kind of put everything on the break. So that was our third breakup, and it mm-hmm. was different because 
I did tell her that, well, I told her that I still had feelings for her, but it was the first time she actually accepted it and not pushed it away. Okay. And why that's important is because it all leads up to the fourth friendship breakup, which was basically, which led up to it being that, you know, I, I didn't talk to her for a while. Uh, her birthday came around. So I was like, okay, well, you know, we didn't really have like a harsh breakup or anything like that. And we're still friends in my head. Right. So I ended up getting her birthday cake, I got some flowers, stuff like, you know, just, just to be nice because mm-hmm. while I'm not talking to this person, I still consider them a friend, you know? Mm-hmm. So I did that. Um, she reached out to me again. We got cool. And like I said, the reason why that's important is because I felt like the first time I pushed her away, it was almost as if the dynamic mm-hmm. changed. Okay. Because, you know, the first two times it was really her. And you also have, you know, taken into consideration, like, me chasing this person. So I guess she felt power in the situation, in a sense. Mm-hmm. So I guess when I pushed her away, it kind of caused an imbalance. Okay. So that, um, after that, she started, like, being more emotionally attached to me, started being more huggy. Mm-hmm. There were times where, like she would just kiss me on the face just randomly out the blue and stuff. I mean, there was a time where she actually wrote our initials in the heart on my window or something. Mm-hmm. And, you know, me being a guy, I guess, I really didn't take it that seriously. I just took that as like her being a girl. Maybe she was right. But in retrospect, I look at it, I'm just kind of like, maybe I should have, you know, probably thought about this a little more. Maybe talked to her in the moment and stuff. So, like I was saying, like, she just became more emotionally attached and, I guess, irritable and everything. And it was kind of like that on my end, too. Mm-hmm. Admittedly. So, <laughs> yeah, admittedly, because I'm not interested in this either. So, yeah. uh, we were actually traveling for, um, for a job or whatever. And she uh, wanted to get dinner with one of her friends, mm-hmm. which was perfectly fine. But I would have preferred for her to tell me, you know, not at the last minute. Mm -hmm. Or maybe it was, I mean, in my head, it was more so like I would have preferred for them, you know, not to just walk by me like they just did and wait for Mm -hmm. me to text them. Got it. I feel like if you're going to cancel plans with somebody, you need to reach out to them first, not have them to you. You know, it's just common currency. Right. So I dismissed it. I was a little bit irritable, but I dismissed it. And a similar thing happened the uh, next week. But it was more so her friend was actually dealing with something. Mm-hmm. And I saw her, you know, like comforting her friend and everything. So I was like, okay, look, you know, that's your friend. You know, you deal with that. I don't, you don't need to get dinner. Like, that's more important. I understand. Mm-hmm. So I guess she uh, misinterpreted, I guess, my mannerisms in that situation and the other one. So going to the fourth breakup, which was most likely the final one. She, um, you know, what happened after that? Uh, you give me a minute, because I'm just remembering now. You're like, uh, it, it was actually, like I said, it was, uh, it was really a year ago, but. Mm-hmm. Oh, around so your they, birthday, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, right, right around my birthday. So we basically uh, both got back to uh, Baton Rouge or whatever. And um, the next day she texted me and she's like, hey, are we still going to, um, you know, like, file some papers together or whatever? And I was like, no. Just straight up just text her no mm. the reason for that and i think she really didn't believe me at the time because it didn't seem like she did i was actually on the phone with my grandmother because apparently my brother got in some legal trouble okay so at that time it's like i'm on the phone and this person is texting me 
you're not well, even right. You're not even paying attention. Like, to that. I'm not even mm-hmm. but the thing is, like, it was so different in that situation for her because in the past, like, she would get mad if I didn't reply to her, you know, quickly. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know, I got to reply to this person fast, mm-hmm. you know, or else they're gonna get mad at me. So I just text her no, and uh, she sent me this weird text. She was like, okay, bye, with like multiple e's or whatever. So I was like, oh, that's kind of weird. So after I got phone with my grandmother, I texted uh texted Courtney again. I was like, hey, uh, you know, I was doing this, this, and that, whatever. And um, I don't really think she bought it. So a week passed. Um, my birthday came and went. And like three days, three, two days after my birthday, um, she I just see like she unfollows me on all social media. So I'm like, okay, mm. she hasn't told me anything. And on top of that, it's like, okay, why, like, what was going on? You know, you right. just keep attention. So I texted her immediately. I was like, you know, what's the deal? Like, you just need to put it all on the table. I'm not going through this thing. Because we already had, like, three, you know, breakups beforehand. So it's mm-hmm. like, we're not doing this again. Right. So she, uh, she didn't reply. She actually wrote a letter for me to my boss. So she actually wrote it for me, handed mm-hmm. it to my boss, and my boss handed it to me. Oh, no. Yeah, instead of just telling me straight up, you mm-hmm. know, it was. And in the letter, she said, like, she felt as if I um, was making her tiptoe around, like, a friendship and everything. Mm-hmm. I gave her anxiety. And I was just really confused at the time. Because I was like, a lot of this stuff, you know, I, I didn't know where it was coming from. Right. It's, just, it's like, because no one, she never brought it up and you never felt that, you know? Mm-hmm. So immediately I called her I was like look we need to talk in person we're not doing this whole letter exchanging you know Romeo and Juliet type of old-fashioned yeah (laughs) yeah yeah you know 14 50 yeah 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 we're not like like, we're not doing this you know and she agreed she uh came in my car I think it was like a day later or whatever and this is where everything just kind of like spirals down Mm. She came in my car and put on a 30 minute timer. A 30 minute, yeah, a 30 minute timer. Mm-hmm. And she said her piece. I tried to talk to her and she literally walked out like five minutes into the real discussion. And ever since then, you know, that, that's just kind of been it. And yeah. So literally the door on my friendship was closed in my face, really. Right. With no sort of like you didn't get to say anything, no closure, anything. Exactly. Yeah. So that was, uh, that's basically just kind of like how things, and, and it was weird because in the discussion too, she was just kind of like in the letter, she was saying things like, oh, you give me anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um, I hate basically like when you, you know, kiss me and stuff. Cause I did kiss her back, but it wasn't like anything like, you know, romantic. It was more like brother or sister kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I know you're basically kind of like, hmm, yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it, it really was. And I really regret it in the sense that maybe I should have like talked to her first. Addressed it, yeah. Yeah, and being like, hey, you can't do this unless there's like something like understood between us. Mm-hmm. Obviously, like we're just friends and that's how I kind of wanted to be at that point. Mm-hmm. So she said that. She said I was, um, I was clingy and everything like that. And it was weird because it's like some of the things she was saying was how I viewed her, you know, especially. For, right. That's what I was going to ask. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it was very weird. It was almost like a, a complete 180 in a right. sense. You know, it's like this person is calling you clingy, mm-hmm. but it's also been the same person who's admitted to being emotionally attached. It's like, you know, curse you out on the phone for not replying in a certain way and stuff. Right. It's just, it was just very, 
it was very air apparent that things just went to all hell. <laughs> so, right. Yeah. So she um she walked out of my car and we just uh, haven't talked since. Okay, so definitely many questions. <laughs> many, yeah, many yeah. questions. Let me pick the most important one. So looking back at the entire situation, obviously, now that it's been a year and everything, do you think there really could have ever been a real friendship for you two now that you look at it? I mean, obviously, you had the first couple friendship breakups. There's already feelings involved. We all kind of know once feelings get involved, it's very tricky to have just a solid friendship. Like now looking back at it, are you like, wow, we never could have actually been just a good, healthy friendship? Well, honestly, that's actually a really good question. And Mm -hmm. it really did bring up the question of whether we were even friends or not, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Because like going back to the situational friend thing, you know, it was just very hard at first to really befriend this person. Because like I said, like, I felt like I was chasing them and stuff. So I guess that's why it was very hard for me to really even fathom like this person having feelings for me. You know, because it's like I had to put in so much effort and now it's like, oh, they might feel a certain way so it was more so like do they really feel that way or did they just Mm. were like using me I guess for like their attention like insecurity and stuff because you know you're not gonna call someone like curse them out or like get mad someone doesn't text you a certain way you Mm -hmm. know just out of you know so that's how I kind of felt but I would say if everything was legit between us definitely we could have been an amazing friend we had amazing times. Don't get me wrong. Like right. there, like for every bad time, you probably had like a hundred good ones and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's just the bad ones, at least for yeah. her, really outweighed everything. Yeah. You know, but you think about it, it's like if the worst thing is somebody telling you they have feelings for you, mm-hmm. and it's like, okay, well, you know, y'all get in movies together, y'all laugh together, y'all can look at right. the same thing and think the same. Like y'all, y'all are basically you're kind of like the same person in different bodies, so to speak. You know, right. like Freaky Friday kind of thing. But um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, that's actually a, a perfect reference for that. But uh, yeah, so basically, I guess like if things were legit, definitely. Mm-hmm. And there definitely were some amazing moments in our friendship. But I feel like a lot of it really was limited in the sense of like how we went about the whole can guys and girls just be friends thing. Yeah. And that's where the maturity gap, I feel like, comes in. That's what I was going to say, because I feel like it definitely takes a certain level of maturity to be like, okay, you have feelings, but we can still be friends. Because, like, for you, like you said, you took it as, yeah, I might have feelings for you, but I'd rather just table those feelings and still have you as a friend rather than, like, we can just, we can't be friends at all. That sounds like how for you, but yeah. for her, I don't know if she could do that realistically. Oh, yeah, and that's uh, that's kind of what I was thinking, too, because, you know, if someone's rejecting you, like, what, two, three times, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden, like, they're kissing on you and stuff, right. you know, you're like, okay, well, they don't have feelings for me, so maybe they just beat me as a brother, but then it's mm-hmm. like, wait a minute, do that, you know, and then it's like, for me personally, I know that, okay, I might feel a certain way for this person, but I'm mature enough to be like, okay, you know, we're not, we're, we're just limited to a friendship. Mm-hmm. So honestly, like, I really don't know, like, what she was thinking from her perspective, because there's actually time, well, the first friendship breakup, she uh, basically told me, like, we need time from each other. Mm-hmm. And then she told someone else, like, yeah, we can't be friends anymore, because he will always feel a certain way. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like that miscommunication and not telling somebody directly, like, how you feel and stuff. Because if you tell someone, like, yeah, we need a break, and then you tell someone else, like, oh, hey, I don't think me and him can ever be friends mm-hmm. anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like, where's the truth in all this, you know? Right. Well, it almost sounds like as well, and I'm saying also from a woman's perspective, is like, 
when she felt that she might be having those same feelings towards you or wasn't sure it was almost like projected onto you. Like I have to step away or you're not giving me enough attention. It just seems like she was very like in the middle. And instead of just talking with you, like, I do have feelings, but I don't know. It might just be because we're good friends. Like it just sounded like she was just in her head and like, you know, that can create an anxiety, but instead of just owning, like I'm anxious and I'm stressed because I don't know what the hell I want. It's all your fault. Like it's all your fault because you're sending me mixed signals. Like, both of you were sending mixed signals and there just wasn't a conversation about it. Oh yeah, and definitely. And that's what I think really hurt me about the last discussion because I was like, we need to have this like talk. Mm-hmm. And I expected to have the talk, but we never had it because it was more right. so about her basically being like, hey, you know, you're clingy, you're giving anxiety, this, that. And five minutes later, you know, okay, bye, mm-hmm. locking up everything kind of thing. So definitely I felt like we need to have that discussion, but it was never had. You know, right. and that's kind of one thing that I have kind of uh, held on to, but at the same time, it's just kind of like, you know, sometimes you gotta, gotta let dead flames, you know, stay dead. Be so. dead, right, yeah. right. And it almost seems too like maybe she was just ending the friendship to prevent even deeper sort of breakup. I mean, <laughs> obviously something was deeper there for both of you, whether she would admit it or not. I mean, based on what you're saying, like there was something deeper there. So it sounds like instead of just addressing like that conversation when you talk with you, she's like, I'm just out now before this gets even deeper. And I actually like get into the shits. <laughs> yeah, no. And honestly, like that kind of is her personality. Like she did have a very avoided personality. Mm-hmm. So like you know, she would block something, she would not confront it or whatever, just kind of like avoid the situation and stuff. And kind of going to like our friendship break, like she would text me like a paragraph or something. And then just be done with it, you know, mm-hmm. instead of just straight up saying like, hey, you know, this and that. So, yeah, definitely. Like, I really felt as if it was just one of those things where it was like, okay, you know, what what is the deal? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like if one person's not, you know, coming out and saying how they truly feel, then you do have that miscommunication thing. So, right. And I think too, some people feel don't understand that being straight up is part of the conversation but it's also letting the other person speak and them being straight up and you have to face what the other person saw the situation as I think so many people miss that it's like you can't just give everything you feel cut someone out whatever and then it's like okay I was straight up whatever no the situation was straight up because you didn't let the other person speak exactly and like that's what was really frustrating about this situation too because it's like the things that she was saying if she would have like really listened to me she probably would have caught herself and be like, okay, maybe I am kind of tripping. Mm-hmm. But instead, she was more so very stubborn in the sense of like, no, you know, this is this is how he feels. You know, he's being being an idiot. He's being a quote unquote, you know, G-rated. But she said ass ass, so she called me an ass ass quote unquote. And there's just like a lot of frustration that was thrown towards me. Mm-hmm. and you know I, I just didn't know at the time so I just felt like if she would have maybe just sat down and maybe listened to me for like a minute or so mm-hmm. things might have been different but Absolutely. then really think about it and it's like would they really have been different if you know this person is not even willing to listen to you mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they just seemed like she was very adamant no matter how that situation went that she just wanted nothing to do with me after right. a while and eventually it's like, okay, well, I guess that's what it was meant to be anyways, eventually at some point. Yeah, definitely. So yeah. obviously if we kind of said where you two are now, you haven't spoken. Are you all still at the same job and everything having to be around each other? Yeah. And actually it was, um, was, it's just so weird. This year we're actually around each other a lot more in the workplace. 
I guess hey. because of COVID and stuff. Yeah. So, you know, like I was coming, like I expected to come back from, uh, you know, the long vacation we had and just be like, okay, yeah, you know, I'm going to see this person, but it won't be like, you know, every single day. And mm-hmm. I was like, I see this person literally every single day, you right. know, because it's like they're literally like they moved um, kind of workspaces and stuff. So most days they're like, you know, working around, around my workspace. So it's like, mm-hmm. I'll see this person. And sometimes I kind of like feel their presence too, you know? So mm-hmm. it, it, it's very weird in the sense like you go into something, you're like, okay, I'm not going to see this person a lot. And then, you know, God, whatever. Yeah, there they are, you know, right in front of you, even more than they were to begin with, mm-hmm. you know, this years. So, yeah. <laughs> That's fun. And so definitely want to talk tag now into the lessons learned what lessons did you learn for this entire situation so definitely on my part I learned that well this is kind of like a side lesson but it is so hard to have people who were probably like three years younger than you as a friend mm-hmm. because of the maturity gap you know mm-hmm. because it's like after a while there's some things that personally I went through that I know she was just going through or haven't gone through yet mm-hmm. So you have a perspective on like how to handle certain situations. So the situation with the car and everything, you know, where I wanted to sit down and talk, she was more so adamant on just saying her piece and leaving. You know, mm-hmm. that was kind of one thing. The second and most important thing from that situation is to not fight time and to allow the universe, God, whatever have you, whatever you believe in, to uh, just work in accordance. Because mm-hmm. the thing is, I felt like if I would have continue to pursue after that point I would have only hurt myself right so it was more so like what hurts you know what hurts less you know stopping and living my life or constantly pursuing this person you know like Mm -hmm. why would I try to pick up the broken pieces on the floor when this person just took the base and threw it down right so it's like why am I gonna hurt myself you know trying to pick up shattered glass so that was uh, the second lesson just kind of moving on everything and the third most important lesson I feel like was really and truthfully that I, and this is the thing that I really didn't like what she said, but it was kind of true mm. that I did lose some of my like individuality by pursuing this person. Okay. You know, it wasn't completely like, oh, you know, I'm a different person or whatever, but it was more so I was spending and investing too much time in a person who wasn't giving back to me in a sense. I was uh, kind of sidetracked really quick. You know, I went and got this person a cake and flowers and stuff for her birthday when we weren't even talking. Right. And it's right. like for my birthday, she couldn't, she actually didn't even tell me happy birthday. Like I had flowers. Yeah. I had flowers that actually I sent to her house um, for Christmas and she came back and didn't even give me a Christmas card or whatever. So I guess it kind of goes back in the situation with friends too, because it's like, if you really care about your friend, you know, you would give them something, especially mm-hmm. if, like, you know, I love you, you're my best friend and everything like that, you're being all touchy and hugging and stuff with them and spending all this time with them. Mm-hmm. But actually, we actually had, like, Saturdays were kind of our days, and we would actually spend from, like, morning to night just mm-hmm. hanging out and stuff. So I just feel like, you know, if we spend that much time together, you can at least get, you know, your your homeboy a car or something. Like, right. Like a, a little like SpongeBob card and be like happy birthday, you know, dork or something. I don't mm-hmm. know. Just something, yeah. Yeah, just just something to really show like your appreciation and stuff. And the mm-hmm. things she was like, oh, you know, I was crying because I realized how blessed I am to have you in my life and stuff. So it's like, but then show me, hello. Yeah, like, basically, yeah, like show me. So 
you know, I guess that was uh, really the lesson of, you know, don't give energy where it's not reciprocated. You never lied. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it was, it, and I think that was really the hardest lesson to really have because, like I said, like, I was pursuing this person, mm-hmm. you know, whether it was, like, and it, honestly, it wasn't so much a relationship, but it, I guess it was more so I saw her as, like, a person I can really vibe with. Yeah. Especially in a workplace where I did feel alone. It mm-hmm. kind of felt like we were, you know, two outsiders that found, like, comfort in each other's company kind of thing. Yeah. And I, definitely those mm-hmm. two things and. Yeah, I really think those are probably the biggest lessons I've learned. So, and it was crazy because, like, ever since that, like, my life has honestly gotten a lot better. Good. Yeah, like, it's, I, I and not to, um, you know, not to, like, trash a person or whatever, because I still think, like, they're an amazing, mm-hmm. talented person inside and out. But, you know, at the end of the day, some things just don't work out. And I just feel like losing that aspect of my life, even mm-hmm. though it hurt, you can't argue with, you know, results and stuff so right and a couple things I definitely think you know as far as for me also faith-based person like God will definitely take people out of your life that's not meant to be there or there he will literally break you because you're not listening you're not catching the red flags yourself so he's like all right I gotta just extract because you're not doing it yourself (laughs) exactly yeah and that's what it felt like because it really felt like God was just removing me from the situation Mm you know, if I continue to kind of go down this path and stuff, I'm only going to be limiting my own growth and my own mm-hmm. myself. So it's like, you remove that aspect from your life and it's like, wow, I have entire Saturdays to myself again. You know, what can Take I do? Take care of me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it actually helped me to get my book, you know, finished too and stuff. Because mm-hmm. I, I had more time. And then it's like, okay, I got my book done. Then it's like, I have more time for other things. I'm starting to get knowledge more. And then it's like, you know, I'm able to kind of work on my YouTube and stuff. And then it's like, I'm getting invited to a podcast. So everything kind of like fell in line for me, most definitely. So I'm thankful and I'm blessed. So I honestly can't complain, you know. Absolutely. And definitely on the third lesson that you mentioned, like I have definitely gone, like gone through that, like just recently and just like all the time, especially, you know, out of college or whatever. It's just like, a lot of friendships are very transactional for people. You know, it's very much like I'm going to have you and use you and like you said, situational friendships. And then that's it. And that was, that's still a lesson I'm learning now where it's like, I love very hard. If I consider you a good friend, like you said, if we're spending all this time together, we're opening up about who we are, like our background and stuff, like I'm going to ride for you. And I just have had to learn like people's definition of loyalty, friendship and everything is very, very different. Yeah. And it's like having to come into it, like, unfortunately, like, kind of like business wise at first to feel people out and transactional. And then once they prove themselves over time without the toxicity, then it's <laughs> like, okay, now we can be a deep friendship. But I definitely feel that because it's just like, I know for myself, people have definitely taken advantage of the fact that I'm just a really good friend. And like how you said, you gave her flower stuff when y'all weren't even talking. Like, that's totally something I would do. Like, I would just be there. I'm like, well, they're still my good friend, blah, blah. My friends are like, no, that person's trash. Like they have done nothing to you for you for you to do that. I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, I, and, I mean, I guess like we kind of like connect on this. Like that's just how we are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I guess for me too, I didn't want her taking it a certain way, which I don't think she ever did. But it's just how I am, you know. Because if I really do care about somebody, you know, yeah, I want to put myself in a situation that will help this person. But you know, if it's not being reciprocated or appreciating it, you know, it's like. Are we, are we really friends? And that's yeah. what I'm left with now, too. I was like, because you think about everything, and you're like, okay, well, we could have been such great friends if we were great friends. And then it's like, were we really friends? Good friends, right. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and 
I'll give her the benefit of the doubt and say, like, yeah, she probably thought of us as friends, but it was still, like, a maturity issue for mm-hmm. her, I guess, too, in that she felt like it had to be situational because whenever she moves back home and stuff, after, you know, she's done working here and stuff, mm-hmm. like, oh, well, I'm not going to see this guy. It might hurt me. Well, you know, just kind of like the immature mindset kind of thing. Right. So right. I don't know. Maybe she did think of me as a friend. I, I'm giving her the benefit of the doubt. And that's the thing. That's all you have now is just you have yeah. to just assume certain things. And that's sometimes the hard part, too. It's just like, but wait, they did this or said that. So there's no way they didn't see me as a friend. But you also just left. And it's like, that's like that for the worst part is when you don't get that discussion and closure. It's like, I just have to assume based on our yeah. past experiences. Literally. And that's literally what I did. And honestly, that's not to say that it didn't bother me. Being honest, like, it still kind of bothers me in a way, mm-hmm. you know, especially when you see this person, like, every single, like, you see, like, I see this person more than I have, like, the last couple of years in the workplace. Because, like I said, like, they're working in my environment, essentially, now. So, you know, you kind of are bothered by it. And I think that's one thing that I, too, kind of struggle with is trying to not let it bother me. And that's actually another reason why I did put out the YouTube video, because it was, like, I don't want my actions to be directly correlated to this person's presence. You know, I want to do what makes me happy and you know, put out what I want to put out. Mm-hmm. That's uh, I guess it's like a, well, it is. It's another reason why I just decided to put that out too. Not fearing like them being like, hey, you made a video about me or hey, you're doing this and that or whatever. But yeah, like, no. This is my life, you know. It's my life, and because you didn't give me the discussion and closure, I'm going to find it my own way. So you don't get to tell me now how I can heal. <laughs> yeah. And so before we wrap everything up, please just tell us also about your book. I mean, you're here. This is a time oh, to talk about it. You're going to have listeners. So please tell us about it. Let me see. Well, I have it right here, actually. So, um, well, it's probably not coming in from the camera or whatever. I'll send you, I'll, I'll you a free copy, actually. Okay. PDF version. But uh, basically, my book, it kind of details, um, oh, it was titled uh, For the Man Who Walks Tall. Um, uh, I included my kind of, I guess, like motto, whatever, walks tall. And that motto has really helped me kind of get through situations for the past couple of years and stuff. So whenever I wrote the book, which crazily enough, I actually wanted her to be a co-editor of the book too, because that's, that's how close we were, you know, but you know, it's my book. So I'm happy I did everything myself. So uh, it just kind of details my life up into basically the pandemic last year and just kind of like starting from childhood, high you know, middle school, high school, college, the pandemic, Mm-hmm. And it kind of leaves off in the cliffhanger, like, okay, you know, this is where I am. Now, less, you know, now it's a story after. So, right. you know, I put it out and I try to tell it in a way that I guess a lot of people would get like a sense of hope and kind of like this, um, like hero's epic or whatever to kind of like, you know, a hero's journey and stuff like that. So it's a, uh, it's nine chapters. It was supposed to be 12, but. I didn't feel like the other chapters would have been completed. I in this wanted list. the the meat, yeah. Yeah, so definitely, I got a lot of uh, I got a lot of great reviews. Actually, Spike's article allowed me to kind of like talk about it and stuff too and stuff. So that that was nice. A lot of um, my my employees actually enjoyed it too. Okay. So the hardest thing though is because I can't really. I guess sell it right now because of the NCAA. Right. Because it does mention, you know, some things or whatever. Yeah, I've heard uh, about that. Yeah. yeah it's always it's, a conflict. Great old NCAA. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just it's it's a mess. So I've been giving like free copies and stuff. I haven't started the revision yet because I do plan on having the revised version and then <laughs> the second chapter 
So, you know, hopefully, like, whoever's listening, look out for that. Uh, definitely, I'm going to send you a free copy as soon as we get off. And Perfect. Yeah, so, yeah. And, so, the, uh, and the title again, just so they can hear the listeners when uh, we're done. Yeah, the title is uh, For the Man Who Walks Tall. Perfect. And so, for any information, any social media handles, anything our listeners should check out? Uh, yeah, go uh, go check out my uh, Twitter, Instagram. And, uh, well, my Twitter and Instagram is underscore Arthur Price the Third. Uh, my YouTube channel is just Arthur Price the Third. I also have a website, uh, com. Consistency, so, we love it. <laughs> yeah, it's very redundant, but, you know, so go go check me out and everything. And, um, just uh, show some love and support. And I'm honestly just thankful to be even on this podcast. So No, thank you so much. I, I think we dove into a lot of stuff that a lot of people have been through or currently going through. So Arthur, thank you so much for coming on here and sharing your story and just having a fun conversation. And also check out his book, of course. I'm really excited to see the revisions and everything. So thank you so much. Thank you for having me. And I'm going to get right and send you the uh, copy right now. So Perfect. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. In the beginning, we were inseparable to become one. Now a season's over. Absence is your trophy.